We're here with Ty Townsend. If you're into fabrication, productivity, learning what not to do, you're going to love this episode. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Liz, and you're listening to the South CAC Syndicate Podcast. What's up? Episode 25. Six. Six. Kyle Voss in the house. 25. Episode 25. Listen. It's episode 25, y'all. My name's Jared. Kyle Voss. Ty Townsend. We got Ty in the house today. We're going to tell the story of Ty here in a minute before we kind of, well, I guess, I don't know. How would, I guess we could introduce him, but I would love to know, I would love to like do make the introduction how how he got into the seat in his words. What do you think about that? I mean, I, so Ty traveled all the way from Atlanta? No. No, no, Hendersonville. Hendersonville. So he's only an hour away. Yeah, he's, yeah, a, he's a Carolina boy. Just not a South CAC. Uh, understood. No, he's one of the North. He's a CAC boy, yeah. just not a South That's CAC. Right. North CAC. Well, I'm, North I'm CAC. partially halfback now because I, I actually uh, I lived in Hendersonville, North Carolina. Uh, then I moved down to Orlando whenever I went to school for Harley Davidson. And then I actually moved back to Inman, South Carolina, whenever I got the job at Harley of Greenville. Cool. Okay. And then so you were a then, South Carolina boy for a while yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Do you oh, live in Greenville? Uh, no, I lived in Inman. Oh, well, that's... Well, I, yeah, you uh, still a Spartan County boy. Yeah, Spartanburg yeah. County. Yeah, yeah. Plus, yeah. rough, ain't it? Oh, it's fucking rough. Spartanburg. I mean, it's different. There's yeah. some. There's some good spots, I guess, but can't tell you my I, last yeah, I mean, it's time. It's just like Spartanburg. Everywhere. It's yeah. Everything I've ever heard about Spartanburg is pretty rough. You ain't missing nothing. You go to GSP. It's about as Spartanburg as I can yeah. Get. Top Golf. Yeah, that's uh, about as far as you yeah, get. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eighty I eighty five is still in construction. I do love yep. me some top golf though. So those those listening, um, we've for whatever reason, we have like the rainy season this time of year. So if you hear a little rain in the background, it's just because it's raining. It's been raining for like three months straight now, it feels like. The ground, even when the sun's out, the ground is still mushy. Oh, it's it's snow. Like, if it's gonna be cold and rainy, let it snow. My yeah. kids were like Dad, is it going to snow this year? I'm like, I don't know. I don't think so. I think you've pretty much lost your Oh, yeah. Yeah, my five-year-old keeps asking. Oh, my God, I hope it does. But yeah. I don't think so. I think it's gone. So top-tier fabrication. You are the... I am the owner of top Conceptualist owner, top fabricator. That is correct. How long have you been in business? Uh, January 17th, uh, 2021 is when I opened. Great. I want to... We heard a little bit about it earlier, but I want want you to go over your startup story again, but I want you to answer Kyle's question first. So how did you end yeah, up so, how did you end up in this seat on the podcast today? So yeah, tell us and it doesn't have to be a short version, but like maybe not the whole podcast. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Shit, I can make is that, it. Is that that funny? Yeah, because funny. I actually the, and I, and there's a reason why I want him to tell this story. Uh it depending on if it plays out like I think it's gonna play out. Okay. Because there's value in things you do. You know, we talk about that a lot. So, Ty, tell us in your words. This is not, I'm going to let you go, and then maybe I'll direct you a little bit. Yeah, but sure. How, how did you end up in this seat right here? So, <clears throat> long story short, uh, I started watching uh, fabrication videos about, I don't know, probably five years ago or so. Uh, maybe shorter, maybe four years ago. And uh, I was looking up chassis videos because I was going to build a, uh, my first chassis for a 1964 Rambler American that I own. And I landed on Kyle Voss's The Fab Forums. So I started watching a couple of them. Um, they were in his home garage. And uh, I was like, I was taking everything that I could from those videos and applying it to my own, you know, my own project. And uh, <clears throat> I had sent out a couple of messages to Kyle um, whenever he was looking for an engine uh, for his car. And 
Um, I found one on Facebook, sent it to him, whatever. Uh, didn't hear a whole lot back from him until I saw that he was going to Fabtech, and I was going to Fabtech because I'd already I'd started my business at that point. And uh, go down to Fabtech. Uh, actually sought Kyle out because I wanted to I wanted to know more about him and what he did, and I wanted to just learn and further my own fabrication ability. And uh, while we were there, I was talking to him and just giving him my story about who I was and, you know, how I got to where I was and why I wanted to meet him. And uh, he invited me down here to the podcast. And that was like, that was like 10 out of 10 excited yeah. for me. <clears throat> so Ty cool. shows up at, at Fabtech. So Fabtech is like the Comic-Con of fabricators, right? Oh, it's a big, yeah. big conference for all you welding geeks. Yeah. yeah. Very, very few people dress up, though. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> no cosplay. It's, it's literally tech. all everything fabrication, every tool, machine, and it's mostly machines. To be honest with you, it's these yeah, big, huge robots, lot of robotics that yeah. do a lot of you know high, really big, big shit. industrial stuff. This is a small event. This is a it's a, huge, a huge event. It's huge. It's it's literally miles of oh, wow. of event space. That's cool. It's unbelievable. So so I'm down there working. Ty shows up. You know, we talk, and I I talk try to talk to everybody that has any clue who I am down there, right? Thing about Ty though is that I could tell that he was um, very driven. It wasn't just about like, "Hey, I want to shake your hand," you know, whatever. You know, he wanted to ask me questions. We wanted, you know, we went mm-hmm. through a lot of stuff. So like, there was this interaction of I could I could tell he was thirsty for you know whatever I could give him, whether it was he knew it or not. You know, sometimes you know you're you're kind of thirsty for knowledge, but the person you're talking to can't give it to you because they don't. You know, you have the same level of knowledge or whatever. So we're just kind of talking. I could just tell he's thirsty, man. He's so I'm just feeding everything I can, right? Well, then that turns into, well, let me introduce you to this guy. Well, let me introduce this guy, right? And then it's like, well, I got to go. I'll be back over here later. Stop back by. Yeah. We'll be around. He's there. You know, it's like he wants it. Mm-hmm. He's after it. He's like, no, I made this trip down here for a reason. And that wasn't to go hang out at the bar and and walk around this place and look at cool stuff. He's like, no, I want to network. I want to meet people. That's awesome. Yeah. Right? I was there for a specific reason. Yeah. So, you know, and that's kind of how it went. It went to the after party with us. You know, we, we kind of hung out basically the whole, the whole, what, the whole time, two really. or three days. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's, it's a nice that we're pretty close. Cause obviously if you were on the other side of the country, this probably yeah. wouldn't happen. But I told him down there, I was like, Hey man, I got a podcast. Or maybe when I no no at the time I didn't even know about the podcast. So at I the just time you uh, it was just an invitation to come to the shop and have a work day. Oh yeah yeah okay. So I was like yeah man you're close maybe one day you come by the shop we'll hang out you know sure. look, work on some stuff yeah weld some shit cut some shit that's right. So then I kind of dropped the podcast on on the YouTube channel or on Instagram or wherever you have seen it and you're like oh man you know, that's whatever. cool. And I said hey you want to be a guest yeah come that's down cool. be a guest. Yeah, just knowing that it was about you know small business ownership and and just talking yeah, about how to the, how to further things. The that struggle, was, the struggle, cool. you know, and it, it may not even be, you know, a lot of times we get into stuff we think the podcast is going to be about starting a small business, but really what it may turn into is some of the struggles or some of the small things that I think matter in those times when you're really trying to grow. I think one of those is networking, so that kind of goes back to what we just talked about, right? If you think about, and obviously, uh, I mean, hell, when was Fabtech? That was in uh, October? Yeah. September, October? Yeah, is it September, October. So we're like three months into this. He's sitting here. He's going to be at my shop tomorrow. Like, just networking alone can do big things, right? Mm. You know, we're going to Chuck's tonight. Oh, cool. So, I mean, um, and I guess that's kind of the point I wanted to make in this was 
if you if there's something you want, you have to go after it. You have to go after it. You got to go find those people that can also give you those things, right? You can't do it all on your own. Go go network and find those folks that can either give you what you want or direct you to or put you in touch with the person that can give you what and I don't know if, I don't know if what you want is the right it's a, it's a numbers game. What you're trying to say is the more hands you shake, the more business you make. That's right. Right. That's so right. that yeah. that that's networking. I think that's where you are really, really ah, good. Crush it. I mean, and I'm the is, opposite. Is, I am if I somebody said what do you do, I'm a connector. Yeah. So and right. I and the way I look at you, Jared, is you're like my window of the world <laughs> because I'm not the one that's out like shaking hands. I'm shaking babies, kissing hands. Yes. No. Wait, yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Is that wrong? laughs> shaking hands. I'm seeing me. I don't have to do all that because I'm just like, man. If I ever need to be introduced to somebody, I'll just call Jared and see if they know, he knows them. <laughs> Absolutely. He'd be like, I don't know him, but I think I know somebody that does know him. Oh, that's exactly right. Yeah. That's how it works, though. I mean, shaking hands is a, a it, it's it is a numbers game. Yeah. Right, you're not going to find the answer at the first handshake, but when you shake one hand, that one hand has a hundred other hands. Then you shake another hand, that's yeah. another hundred. So it really well, cuts down your six degrees of separation. The more networking you do, the more valuable you are. And you never know who's going to be that person. No, that's the other thing. That's the thing. Right? And, and I'll give you a prime example. I just said that I'm not the guy that knows a bunch of people, whatever. But if Ty needed something and he asked me, hey. Man, I really need whatever. And I'm like, I don't have no idea, but I got this guy that may know. Yeah, that's right. So just because I don't know a bunch of people. I got you covered. I have one guy that I know that would probably, you know, it's like, so it's like just that one keyhole mm-hmm. is all you needed, mm-hmm. you know? So even if you don't think that person may be of value, you're probably wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You're probably wrong because they may know, they only may know one person. Don't judge a book That's by right. its cover. That's right. The clothes, the connections. I mean, a handshake's a handshake, a business yep. card handoff will always benefit you more times than not. Not only that, you might meet somebody that may not be able to, to provide you value as far as networking goes, but they might provide you clout, <laughs> right? You, you meet some <laughs> old guy, farmer guy, you know, been around forever, not really into networking, but when you tell somebody else, yeah, yeah, I know so-and-so, I've been helping him on his you farm do. forever, they're like, you know him? Oh, he, okay. He gave me, you know, he gave my dad his first start, you know, like, wow. it gives you clout. Like, all of a sudden, you're instantly connected with whoever it is because uh, they knew. I always carry business cards everywhere. I got to I gotta go to a conference that Megan is, is at in Hilton Head next week. See that? Yeah, I did see that. And... um I'm taking a stack of my business cards. Shit, that's every day, man. Now, the um, the to. goal of this conference has nothing I'm into whatsoever, but you're still in a different town, a different city. you got to have that business card. There's a yeah. connection somewhere. Got to have that business card. Unless you're somewhere you don't want to be, and I, I am guilty of this, I have I packed a bag, went to my operations manager's desk, grabbed a stack of his business card, <laughs> crossed the name out, hopped on an airplane, Took off to wherever I was going. I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to need. Oh know yeah, 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 yeah. And then I just said, "Hey, yeah, call me." Hey, and so my name's Troll. So Brandon or David <laughs> or Troll, <laughs> Troll would get phone calls. Oh, damn it, Jared, really? Did, yeah. Did, were you ever here? <laughs> I'm getting my phone blown up. Yep. I was like, "Yeah, that was I, me. I'm not here. I'm not here." So, so, but yeah, numbers game. Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's kind of back up a little bit and let's talk because we talked a little bit before the podcast, but. Let's talk about some of the challenges because you're obviously still in the early stages of a new business. Oh, certainly. Right. And it's a new business that you didn't, it's kind of like you stepped outside of 
I, I definitely stepped outside of the box of my own comfort zone because it wasn't like I, you were doing fabrication for somebody else and you started your own fabrication business. Right. I was, you were, I was a mechanic for a living. You know, yeah. That's, that's what I did for almost 10 years. And then I had just been doing random odd job welding and uh, it just got to the point where I was making good money welding on the side. Yeah. And I was spending so much time away from my family that I was like, if I can make the same or better doing this for myself, then I ought to pursue it. Yeah. So I did. Yeah, pursue your own dreams. And I, I'm sure it was more of a passion thing too, right? You had more passion for like building. You, you know, ultimately the goal of most fabricators is to then... You want to create things. Create those things that you're passionate about. And sometimes you have to do those odds and end jobs in the beginning in hopes that one day you're building, you know, one-off cool car, you know, year-long build, whatever it is that you are passionate about. But you kind of, uh, what's the word, um, take one for the team. Mm-hmm initially right just to pay the bills so it was out kind of why you chased that too because there was a passion there in fabrication that you wanted to pursue at some point definitely yeah now i never knew that i was that i was gonna own i i always knew that i wanted to own my own business i never knew what that business was going to be you just didn't want to work for somebody else i I just didn't want to work for somebody else and I just, uh, I always enjoyed making my own things, using a welder and, you know, cutting and grinding, yeah. just, you know, doing fabricator stuff. There's and, a uh, saying out there that goes, you're either building someone else's dreams or you're building your dreams. Yeah. But somebody's, you know, somebody's dreams are getting built. Like if you're working for somebody, there's somebody on the end of that that's, you're working for their dreams. Right. But now at that, at this point, I'm able to do both. Yeah. You know, I get to build everything that everybody else wants as well as, I'm I'm in the process of creating a legacy for for myself and for my family, yeah. and I'm getting to do yeah the shit that I really it's tough enjoy too. doing. I mean, we kind of talked about it, but I mean, it's not an easy thing. No, it's not. Right? It's not easy at all. Tell us some about the ch- some of the challenges that you ran into uh, early on in your business. So, well, I guess let's back up just a little bit. Let's give a, a brief uh, explanation of what your business is, where it's located. Mm-hmm you know, the size, the kind of uh, customers you typically have? So um, Top Tier Fabrications, uh, it's a pretty small welding shop. It's uh, 2,400 square feet. Um, it, uh, before I moved into this building, it had previously been a solely welding and repair shop uh, since 1992. Um, so I had the benefit of walking into a business that had already – just been known by the community as this is where you go to get stuff welded. welded. Did they have like core clients they did? Were they building something in particular? Not at all. No, it was a a 100% general welding repair shop. So if you had a go-kart that had a spindle broke off, you bring it there, they'd weld it up. Get it welded. You got a a cast iron pot, you want it welded, take it there. You got a a piece of steel that's just snapped in half. Which is not what you want. For those people listening, can you fix this crack on my snus can? Yes, yes, I can. That's what you don't want. Yeah, I can do it. I don't want to do it. I got you. What you want is you want core customers. Of course. You know, you want your lift tech Contracts. Hey, you, yes. Yeah, yeah, you bet. Hey, I'm gonna bring you 500 of these yeah. these lift mass things that we don't want to have to TIG weld. That's right. Because TIG welding is too slow. We're just gonna give them to you, TIG weld, and bring them back to us. Yep. Certainly. That's the kind of jobs you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want something that's gonna pay your bills for a long time. Yeah. So, all right. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm, no, you're good. I'm bad about that. So, so, I'm in Hendersonville, North Carolina. Um, small welding shop. Uh, I do as of right now. I do. The same thing that Jack Nash did, the gentleman who owned the building before me. Um, 
general welding, general repair, uh, but that is not what I want to do. I want to do high-end chassis work, you know, high-end tube, uh, tube bending, tube welding. Right. Um, you know, I want to do this. I want to do the stuff that I am passionate about, yeah. which is I like race cars. I like going fast. Um, you know, I don't know. I like big engines, turbos, superchargers. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what I want to do. But I don't want to just because of my mechanic background, I find myself getting into if I'm slow doing welding stuff, I'll call people to bring in mechanic work. Yep. But that's not what I have a desire for this business to be. Yeah. I want, yeah, yeah. I want it to be like, uh, you know, I want it to be like. I want you to come to me and say, I want to build the Bibster. Yeah, yeah. And we have this Let's idea yeah. in our head. We draw it up. We build it. You know, it evolves as, as time goes by. Yeah. That's what I want the business to be, and that's what I have to figure out how that's to cool. tap into. I will tell you this, and obviously I don't know because I'm – I consider – I mean, you're – the way I look at me and you is you're definitely more of a fabricator than I am because you are in the grind. You're in the trenches every day trying to figure out how to make this work. Well, that's what put, that's the difference between you and him is putting food on his table. Yes, I, I'm just playing. That, yeah, that's a big, like, that's a, yeah. that's a lot to be said in that. But, but no, and the, I, the, I acknowledge the, that 100 percent, right? But the interesting thing about that is the way that I have learned how to do the things that I know how to do is by watching some dude playing in his garage. Yeah. But the the way that I learned is because you documented it and you showed the world, hey, this is how I would do this project and i have taken that and adapted that to you know for my, yourself my own day-to-day and it's you know it yeah. works now from the outside looking in this is what i will say and you know you can kind of take this for those that are listening or watching uh you can kind of take this and mold it into whatever business you're trying to start or maybe currently have but you almost need like two sides of the same business right and so when i think about fabrication because it's the only thing i can kind of um, align with <clears throat> is a lot of these fab shops that are doing these big builds like you're talking about, you know, you're, you're, whether it's in racing and they're doing full race cars or if they're custom, you know, they're doing custom cars. <laughs> typically they have like a bread and butter, um, like walk in weld job type of deal. No, or- they have a bread and butter product line. Okay. I understand. Right. And so they're like, they, you know, most of the time during the day, they're sitting down. They have a jig set up. They're cutting, welding, putting this stuff together, and they have they these got parts. A, a contract? No, it's not even a contract. I'm talking. About they're just selling direct to direct to market. Okay, solely a product. A product, but it's it's usually every. If you think about it, and now that I say this, you'll probably catch on what I'm saying. But every every custom fab shop has like their own product line. That they're known for, and I don't, and like I really know the drag racing world, and it's not going to really make much sense to you guys probably, but. You know, whether they're making rear ends and they're shipping them. Yeah, you got Curry that's just solely fabricated. Wide open. But on the other end, they're building trophy trucks. Right. Right? But they're bread and butters in the the rear ends. But but I mean, like, I don't know if you're familiar with, like, 10 Soldiers. Mm, I'm not. I've heard the name, but I'm not So it's a smaller company, very similar to, like, what you are. So, like, Curry's huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? So, like, 10 Soldiers, uh, they'll they'll do, uh, like, fab rear ends. But they'd build full cars, too. Gotcha. Or they'll do, like, suspension brackets. If you want to do your own four-link suspension. Yeah, they sell DIY stuff. They'll sell like the doubler plates and everything cut. Mm-hmm. And they'll fab some of it up, weld it for you. It's all nicely TIG weld and they send it to you and you weld you it. You install it on yeah. your vehicle. So they're really known for that kind of stuff and that's what pays the bills for them. But and then, then they're also building this crazy On the back one-off. end, they're doing something else, you know. Uh, another one is like uh, Can Dig It. For, you mm-hmm. familiar yep. with Can Dig It? Yep, he had a sure. TV show. Mm-hmm. 
It was what was it on Discovery? Yeah, it was on Discovery. Anyway, he builds custom cars. But if you ever go to their website, you can buy like custom door handles they've made, mm-hmm. and custom this and custom that that you weld in. Right. And so like that's their bread and butter. While they're getting to pursue dream stuff. Right. Interesting. I want to go back a little bit on the startup of your shop. You picked it up from Mr. Nash. Mm-hmm. Well, well, actually, so Jack Nash worked there from 1992 to 2018. He retired due to health problems. The, okay. the shop sat vacant from 2018 until January 16th of 2021. Uh, that was the day that I had made the decision I'm going to go start looking for a shop. Okay, so at this at this point, are you married? Do you have kids? Yep. Is your wife freaking out? Uh, at, at that point... <laughs> you got to um, leave a steady paycheck had, and do your own thing. Uh, there was definite concern. Was uh, there a lot of family table conversations? And what did that look like? Was she very supportive? Yeah, that's or, a you good know? point, good yeah, point. Yeah, my wife was very supportive of it, um, you know, which I'm extremely fortunate for. Sure. Uh, you know, she she has a, a really good paying job and, and was capable of handling our bills in the event that this right. didn't work. So... Uh, you know, nothing, nothing to lose, roll the dice. We'll, that's awesome. We'll bro. start I mean, over if we have to. What's your wife's yeah. name? Uh, Cassandra. Kudos, Cassandra, because if, uh, you yeah. know a man is only as good as his su- support. It's yeah, and, and our wives are yeah, our support. So. I keep telling yeah. Jared we're going to have the wives on one day. <laughs> oh, boy. and it, we're <laughs> literally going to talk for an hour about what it's like to, to be, be married, married to us. us. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because, they're going to be totally different. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, no, they're going to have a lot of the same. Oh, sure. So they're gonna have a lot of this, but anyway, because so, it's it's cause, tough. I'm 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 one of those I cannot slow down and stop and do anything. Yeah, and my wife's just like, you know, Megan's very similar to that too. She can't slow down either, so she probably she gets it. She gets it a little better than Heather. She's like, I don't get it, but hey, I'm at this funky stage you. right now where Megan told me yesterday. She's like, you need to get up and go fly fishing or something. Yeah, <laughs> leave. You got to get down. I got work to do. <laughs> but uh, so Cassandra, kudos to you now. We talked earlier, you don't have to give the amount, but you had a little bit in your savings account. Yep. And then you open the doors. And I want you to start there and tell, finish that sentence, tell the story. Okay, so, so I opened the doors, and uh, I didn't have a single customer walk into my shop for three months. Uh, that was extremely alarming, uh, considering that this shop what has been known by the community. Um, backstory, it's the only welding shop in Hendersonville. There, wow. There is, wow. And so, Hendersonville, that's not a small it, town. No, no, it's a yeah. it's a very large town. It is growing every day. It's it's getting very Is that large. where they make furniture? Uh yes, there there's multiple furniture shops in Hendersonville. Or is that another of Hickory? Hickory, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Anyway, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Wood as well as a place that furniture's made. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got you. But yes, uh, but furniture is is also a very large thing in Hendersonville. Um <clears throat> so I didn't have anybody come in. Um I was I was extremely scared uh, because I had immediately thought that I had made the wrong decision and that I had failed. Yep. Uh, Don't we all though yep. want to start up? Yep. yep. And uh, I I started making phone calls. Uh, I uh, at my previous job I had had a plasma table. Um, my uh, my boss was was gracious enough to purchase one because I wanted to learn fabrication stuff and I wanted a plasma table to do it. He wouldn't allow me to purchase one and it be in his building. He said, I will buy one. It will belong to me. You can learn how to use it. Teach me and the boys how to use it. So when you leave, because he knew that I was going to, sure, uh, that the plasma table wouldn't just sit there empty and it'd be a $20,000 loss for him. Cool. So I made the connection with uh, uh, Frank Johnson. He's the owner of Spark Robotic. Um, 
they're, they're a CNC plasma, CNC router. Uh, they're currently developing CNC laser. Um, they do all sorts of cool stuff. Um, so I call him and uh, asked him, I just, I literally just said, hey, do you have any work that I could come to you and do? And he said, uh, just like be a contractor. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Literally me just come in as a, you know, as a contractor and just do welding for him, whatever, just so I could keep food on the table. And, uh, he said, well, actually, uh, I just fired, uh, one of my welders and I need somebody to build plasma tables for me. So, uh, right off the rip, uh, well, it wasn't right after three months down after, after, sure. um, he says, uh, I need you to build me 65 plasma tables. Now this is at at your shop. This is at my shop. Okay, so now you got your first big contract. Yep, first big contract. And you got that because you hustled for it. I hustled for it. I he looked. didn't know you existed. I you searched. went to him. Yeah, I searched for it. What's the saying? Josh said the other day. There's no bad market for a hustler. That's right. That's right. That's that's it that's right it. here. Exactly. Yep. Okay. That's, keep going. I was I was scared I shitless. You know. Of course. But uh, you know, I found it. Um, so I had made the relationship with Frank and, uh, him and I are really good friends today. You know, I, I, I mean, I took extremely high pride in making sure that his product was perfect. You bet. You know, I, I wanted to make sure that I could continue doing this if I had to. And, uh, so, uh, it was, let's see, January, February, March, it was April. So it's still pretty cold. Um, I had, I'd started leaving my door open every day. I've got a 14 foot you know, big roll up door. Mm-hmm. So I started leaving it open and, uh, my first customer walks in and I was like, you know, I was in the middle of welding, uh, on one of these plasma tables and, uh, this guy walks in and I remember this like so vividly, it's like your first dollar, yeah. you know, but I don't want hanging on the wall. You know, yeah. I'd been making money already with Frank, but my first real, just regular guy yeah. walking in the door, yep. it was legitimately a stainless steel pot that the handle fell off of and he just needed the handle reattached. And I was, I was so much more happy. You were excited to, to, to I was weld like, the pot. I was like, holy shit, man. Yeah, like, I could do I've that, no got, problem. Like, <laughs> you know, the $15, guy. $15, man. Yeah, yeah, legit. It was like, it was for real, like $15, $20, yeah. you know. And, uh, but that was the happiest moment of my life in business at that point. Look here, I want to stop for a second. When you cannot celebrate those moments, you might as well hang your hat up and go to the house. That's right. Those moments are what makes you and defines who you are from that point on. If you're excited after you've landed your first big contract on your seats five tables, you get excited about welding for yep. somebody who for came. For $15. Well, he validated your shop door being open for you. Yeah. Yep. And that's the difference, and that's that's something to celebrate, man. That's awesome. That's a great you know, story. You know what's crazy is is basically what you said up to this point is what we talk about a lot of times where you just got to jump off the cliff and then build that plane on the he way He has summed up episode yep. one through current yeah. and, and just in the first 20 minutes. That's right. All right that's awesome. Oh, All right, yeah. hold on. Let's take a break, yeah. and we'll come back, and I want to hear the rest of the story. Sounds Do good. That. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Ty Townsend. Hey, South Carolina lovers. Show your support for the Palmetto State with South Kike Apparel. Our great quality hats are perfect for showing off your South Carolina pride. Whether you're a native, a transplant, or just a fan, you'll love our selection of hats. Visit southcac.com today and find the perfect hat for you. All right, guys, we're back. We are back with Ty Townsend on the South Cac Syndicate Podcast. So, Ty, I appreciate you drive, making the drive in uh, from Hendersonville. We actually uh, put Ty up. That we uh, donated. We... we how, how would you word that? I donated a yeah, room. I was going to say we. It's not really we. 
Uh, it can be. <laughs> we'll talk about that. We can partner in on it. Uh, we donated room from Lofts Over Main. You can check the Airbnbs out at loftsovermain.com. So Ty is our fir- first podcast guest that has traveled, and uh, we wanted to show our appreciation. So You traveled, but he was coming anyway. Well, he, I guess No, he stayed at my house. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I guess Troll's the same way, right? Troll stayed at the house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that you're, you're welcome to stay at the house, but you're closer to the fab shop at the, in Wahala than you are in the mountains. So That's right. Cool. Okay. All right, so let's get back into the story of early business in the in the at top tier fabrication. Yeah, and the in the you know, the troubles that you run into. We talked about you didn't have somebody walk in the door for three months. Yeah, that was the I mean, scariest thing in the world. But you know, after after I got the the deal with Frank doing the the CNC plasma tables and building the those frames for him, um, you know, I I started leaving my door open thinking like, you know, maybe people just didn't think that the business existed anymore because it had been three years sure. since that welding shop was open. Right. So <clears throat> I started leaving the doors open. and uh, I'm sure they see that blue blue light flickering in there. You weld in. They're like, oh, man, they, yeah. they're working. I wonder if we can fix this. Yeah. 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 I wonder if we can fix my pot. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, so this cat walks in with a stainless pot, and I'm just <laughs> tickled pink, you know, the happiest I could be. You and, imagine uh, when he gets home, it's like, you know that you know Mr. Johnson gave me that really good contract on the CC5 tables, but baby, I've made it. I, I yeah, welded a pot today. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're gonna be okay. Yeah. That's yeah. right. No, that, that was a huge victory. You know, I mean, it was it was something that was I smiled about for weeks. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so today, are you relevant in your community? You got a lot of stop in traffic. You're, oh, yeah. you're the go to guy. Yeah, I'm now the go to guy. People have quit coming in the building and asking for you know, hey, where's Jack? Everybody comes in the building. Where's Ty? Yeah, and uh, you know, it's. I probably have somewhere somewhere between three and I don't know five to ten walk ins a day. Well, that's you great. Know, of uh, you know, it's not always big stuff. Most of the time, it's not big stuff. It's usually you know little small tinker in here. Can you fix my Can you fix my pot? Can you come yeah. to my farm and weld my gate? Do you, yeah. do you have to do road work at all? Uh, very few. I, I I deny a lot of mobile stuff. Sure. You know, it's much easier, you know, for me to be in a controlled environment and know that I can do what I need to do. I have every resource that I need in my shop. Yeah. You know, if I have uh, I have two people um, that I'm really good friends with that they are solely mobile welders, and I refer those customers to them. And they do the opposite for you, I'm sure. And they, they do the exact opposite for me. Whenever it's something, you know, stainless, it's something aluminum, whatever, that they send yeah. it to me. If they need a CNC plasma cut piece, it comes to tie. Gotcha. So I am looking at your Instagram right now, and it's top tier, T-I-E-R, fabrication. Mm-hmm. And it's precision welding, CNC plasma cutting, but I'm, I'm seeing a container here. Like it's your last post. It's just, it's a Maersk shipping container. Mm-hmm. Somebody what dropped off. Was a forty footer? Yeah, yeah. It's a forty foot high cube. Uh, right. So you you kind of uh, I want to see more. Like this was a week ago. So t- yeah. tell us a little bit about what you're doing here. It looks like a lot of walls are coming out. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, I took and cut. Uh, well, first off, it's a it's going to be a solar wood drying kiln. Uh, for a gentleman who owns a commercial glass business. Uh, hold on. Before you get there, hold on. Let's back up and talk about just before you landed this deal. All right. So, <laughs> right. So, I don't know. Just, yeah. uh, <laughs> all right. So, because we want, we want to, we want to see, in, we want to uh, hear some of the struggles too. All right. So, th- this was, this was the biggest struggle. So, whenever I opened the business, I had a savings account. First year goes, first winter hits. I used the remaining of our savings account to keep alive. 
Now, you said you were also buying equipment, trying to yeah. establish the business yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, I was trying to build the business into what I want it to be. So I, I bought the equipment that I needed to do so. Right. So, <clears throat> you know, I go into winter number one, no money. Um, come into the spring just by the skin of my teeth, you know, barely making it. Um, was able to build back up again. I was able to hire a guy um, to help me with production and, uh, well, not really production, but just getting jobs done, um, doing heavier things. I can't lift by myself, whatever. Um, <clears throat> come into uh, winter number two, and uh, that savings account doesn't exist anymore. Right. Um, so now I am, I You're am sweating a I'm, bit. I'm sweating big time. Um, my wife and I, uh, Cassandra, we sat down, and, uh, you know, times were tough. Um, I had... Uh, I had already gone uh, like three weeks without a paycheck, and uh, Cassandra was like, "We we we got to figure something out, man, babe. You know, yeah, <laughs> we, we need to reevaluate, we, babe. Yeah, we got to talk. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was the stereotypical. We got to talk. So we sat down, and talked about it. Um, her and I had made the conscious decision: if if something doesn't pick back up in in six weeks, and that would have been she and I had agreed on January first. If something doesn't happen by then. You got to go find a job again, sell my equipment, whatever. Yeah. So I immediately started listing tools for sale, you know, stuff that I knew that I could still do my fabrication without. Um, I got two frame tables. I listed one for sale. It didn't sell. Thank God, because I'm using it. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> um, you know, but I've got multiple welders, you know, listed them for sale. Got one sold, you know, that was that held us off for a week and a half, but uh, it still wasn't good enough, you know. Um, so. I was at week five and uh, I was literally like, I, I literally cried about it because yep. I was like, this is the first time that I've ever been in business. Yep. I want it to succeed. Yep. I have failed yep. is what I had written, you know, to myself. And uh, so I'm making phone calls to customers, people that I had done work for multiple times previously and was letting them know, hey, I just want to let you guys know where I'm at. If you're going to need any fabrication welding work, I'm not going to be here anymore. Uh, one of my customers says, uh, <clears throat> his exact words were, Ty, I believe in you, and I believe in what you are capable of. I will give you a job that will take you through the winter. Wow. So, And so we're back to the shipping container. Back, that's where the container that's comes cool. in. That was, it should have been, like, why wait? Why not just let him do the job? <laughs> why yeah. wait till it's like about to shut his doors? If he knew he was going to need oh. a shipping container... Kiln, then well, maybe he was. His plan was his, maybe it was an idea to wait well, we, a little bit. We had talked about this container job multiple times. I got you. you. know, last year, and he, you know, it had just been you know, yeah, maybe I might build one of these. You know, I'm starting to get into woodwork. I want to dry my own wood. So <clears throat> we had talked about it, but he had no you know no plans of when to do it, and he didn't know I was struggling. I didn't tell him cool. until it was until it was time. Yeah, and uh, so he uh, he tells me he said. Find me a 40-foot shipping container. Get it delivered to your shop. I'll come by with plans. I want you to build me a kiln. So we had agreed upon, uh, you know, a certain certain dollar amount. I gave him a discounted labor rate because, uh, you know, we were uncertain on how long that this job sure. was going to take. We haven't built one before. He hadn't built one before. So uh, <clears throat> that uh, it absolutely is, is going to take me through the winter. Yeah. That's, you know. That's awesome. So – the the last post on your Instagram. Please keep us updated because I want to see this build go on. So sure. what's the plan? We built. Um, my father had a sawmill when I was mm-hmm. a young kid, and 
certain was an off bear for years and cut my teeth on a sawmill and we ended up building a wooden kiln mm-hmm. and used a uh, plastic you know to let the sun come in and the mm-hmm. humidity come up run down the plastic and leak out the bottom it worked great mm-hmm. so i understand how a kiln works tell me about a metal shipping container kiln what's so, the plans look like um the plans are uh so he wants to be able to load, you know, full length logs in it. Forklift. Yep, yep. forklift logs into it. Um, so I cut 28 feet out of the side of it, split it down the center, two 14 foot barn doors. Yeah. Um, I built a, uh, a four foot tall half roof truss, and we're going to put three quarter inch plexiglass on the, uh, I guess, angle section of it. And then there's going to be uh, vents on the back side. It's also going to have plexi as well. Any kind of fan pulling yes. moisture out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah, there's going to be a fan so on the So you got electronics inside. This is going to be a big job. It's going to be a very big Are job. Are you YouTubing, documenting any of this stuff? I haven't videoed a single thing. He's been hey. working. I've been hey. working. Hey. I've just been trying to keep Man. my damn head. What a great project. What, what a great project. Though, because good. not only would it search well, because there's a lot of guys out there. Yeah. That want to know how to dry on their own lumber, especially today. Everybody's everybody's we're kind of past and, prepper, right. but we're still wanting to do it all ourselves. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that'd be really cool. Tell yeah. me about um, what advice would you give to somebody who wants to start up their own fabrication shop? Yeah, I, I guess the look back advice. The the look back advice would be have a have a great have, wife. Have a yeah, there you yeah, go. No, start no, seriously. Off. If you you better have a great support system. You yeah. better have a great wife. You better have somebody who can at l- bare minimum pay your bills while this is starting because I went 3 months and I didn't contribute a dime. Yeah. You know, and my wife was, you know, she was the rock star. She's Look, the one and as, a, as a man, that's important to us. Oh, I felt I felt a kick in the nuts, yeah. you know, because so man, I yeah. wasn't supporting the family. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I hate seeing these Instagram reels. And look, th- there's some of the guys that we look up to saying the same thing. Look, you're not happy with your job. Fucking quit. Yeah. Like, you can do this on your own. Well, because you're really messing with somebody's life yeah. when you say that. Right. Like, I love your advice. Like, be prepared. Yep. You need to have it's some. It's okay to quit your job, but you better have, have a plan. Yeah. Have a plan. I mean, if you're, if you're 20 and you have a passion for something and you're still hanging out with the parents, then yes, go for it because you ain't got nothing to lose, mm-hmm. right? It's a little different when you're you when got you're a family, out, you, got, you got a house, you, you got, got bills, you got, you got car babies. payments, you got kids. Yep, yeah. You know, I got two kids. You know, and it's like for me to come home for three months straight to my kids and be like, I don't know if I can feed you. Yeah, you know, that's <laughs> like let's go that, fishing. That puts, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, for real. Like I'm gonna go get some trout. Like <laughs> gonna I'm gonna teach you how to fillet tonight, girl. <laughs> that's right. But, Hang on, let me take some of the stainless rod. I make my own hooks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Can't buy ninety cent hooks. We at can Walmart. survive, right? right. There's yeah. not a question about that. But be prepared. Yeah. So that that's your that's the. That's good advice. Like, yep. You got to have a little bit off. of money. You got to have a little bit of money put back. And we always... We you got to have grit, too. You got to yeah. have the grit to get it done. And we even talk about this. Like, jump off the cliff and build it on the way down. It'll work. But, you know, I don't want, ever want anybody to hear us say stuff like that, and they just quit their job. Yeah. That's where you got to have the grit, though. Something. Because you can't, if you jump off the cliff and you don't do anything, yeah. you're going to die. You're going to yeah. splat. That's right. You have to build that plane. Like, right. you've got to have the grit to get it done. That's right. Regardless... And, you know, and that goes back to, like, you talking about knocking doors or, or calling people or whatever. If you weren't in that position where you had to make something happen. You wouldn't have done it. You probably wouldn't have done it. You know, and that goes back to the, you know, there's circumstances. When you can have that kind of grit when you're successful is when you really mm-hmm. skyrocket. 
Because yeah. most people only have that grit when they need it, and then right. they kind of coast along when they don't need it. I'm one of those. I'll be the first one to tell you. Yeah, I've uh, my if I had the same grit I had when I started, man, I'm I'd be you. smashing it. Yeah, yeah. The guy, uh, um, I the, I couldn't ask for a better employee. Uh, the dude that works for me, Landon. He's he's a hard working dude. He does everything that I needed him to do. Um, but uh, whenever I had to sit down with him after that talk with my wife, hey, we're closing the doors in six weeks, dude. You're gonna have to look for a job. You know that yep. was a, that was another kick in the nuts. I'm giving you a heads up. Yeah, just letting you know. If we don't find something. Yeah, if we don't get something good, this is it. Man, but, I put uh, Landon beating the pavement too. He did. No, I'm serious. No, Landon good and I. Landon and I you both. Go, Landon. He hopped in his car. He took a, a notepad. He literally every day, like every single day, this dude wears overalls. You know, he wears you know full welding suit. Like he's he's ready to work. Right. So he goes home, puts on his absolute Sunday best, mm-hmm. and starts going around to every business in Hendersonville. And is he he took a, a grip of my cards and just starts hey, handing if you them out. Need anything. He came back to me with a notebook full of people that he talked to, phone numbers, contacts. This is who I talked That's to awesome. today. This is the information I gave them. That's awesome. And you know, like well, Landon, he, you're gonna go far. That's right. Landon is gonna go really far. Yeah. I, I firmly believe that if you know, if he decides for some reason, you know, screw Ty, I don't like him anymore, he will succeed. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, I hope that like hell that doesn't work because I really enjoy yeah. working with him and he's a you know, good you know, I've had some really I've had some really good employees in, in my lifetime. And it's those guys you don't want to see it's the landings of the group that really stand out. And the hardest thing for me during that um, corporate career was having a guy that I loved and was a great performer say, Boss, I'm I'm gonna take this other opportunity over here. Right. But I never got mad at it. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you're bettering yourself. How can I help you to yeah. transition yeah, yeah. from, right. you know, you're going to leave me. I hate that, but you're so of, good. Let me help you transition. A lot of times yeah, this stuff will circle better. back, though, too, for you. No doubt. No you doubt. Know, you just got to give it time. Mm-hmm. So treat your employees well, right? That's right. That's right. Don't try to make them, don't make them stay out of job scaredness and, no, whatever, like, and challenge them because that's exactly what Todd did to Landon. It's like, dude, yep. we're, we're not getting any business, you yep. know. And he just took it upon himself and had the grit yep. to help Ty. There's a saying in the, there's a saying in the corporate world goes uh, slow to hire, fast to fire. Slow and to it, hire, quick to fire. That's yeah. right. And and that goes back to like you really got to vet your people who work for you, mm-hmm. and the ones that are good, man, take care of them, and the ones that aren't, don't let them hang around. I'll tell you, I'd, I'd, I'd give that same advice now that I'm forty, over forty, relationships. Same way. If you've got friends, your tight circle friends, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever it is, you know, vet them before you put them in your inner circle. And if they don't fit, walk Take away. Them. Yep, because they're just wasting time. They're they're gonna they're gonna tie a dumbbell to you. Yep. And they're gonna drag you down. Drag you down. And if you have multiple employees, they're gonna drag your other employees down as well. One, one bad apple, right? right. We'll yep. spoil the whole bag. And, and it's exactly you know. It's true in every aspect uh, of life. Absolutely, absolutely. Cool. This was a good one. Yeah, man. Look, this man. I want to keep talking with Ty. <laughs> this is great. Ty, do you have a favorite book you've read, or anything that you just found inspirational? Like, man, uh, this is completely irrelevant to anything that we've talked about today. But yes, um, there's a book uh, by Rodney Mullen. Um, he's a professional skateboarder. Yeah, I know Rodney. Yeah, he's old school. You know Rodney? Like Tony. Like, I mean, Hawk. I don't know him. No, I was like, he's like, like Tony Hawk days. <laughs> you better. So he's that he's that, that old. One. Yeah, no, he's, he's old, Tony he's Hawk older days, than Tony. and he was he was he was a freestyle. Yep, 
He was uh, one of the, he was one of the first to yes. uh, to like Lords of Dogtown days. Uh, better, but yeah, y- yeah, yeah. But he was literally yeah, wow. he was like one of the first pros ever. But it wasn't like yeah. the half pipe or the pool. He was no, like it was all flat ground. That, yeah, doing the real, yeah. real crazy yeah, intricate. Doing the crazy stuff. He was the best before surfing integrated yeah. with skateboarding. Yeah, right. Yep. yep. So, so anyway, he, wrote, back, he wrote a book. So, uh, yeah, it's called The Mutt. And, really? Yeah, it's the and it's it's his life story, and it it shares all of his struggles throughout life. And I keep that book. That is like I don't read. I probably should. My reading is flipping through Hot Rod magazine, going, "Damn, that's cool. There you <laughs> go. Damn, that guy messed <laughs> yeah. up." You know, but uh, it's got pictures. Yeah, ooh, that's pretty. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, no, but the mutt. I had. I've got a uh, you know little home office uh, in my basement. And uh, at my desk, that is the only book that I have. And I literally, I refer back to it. And, like, it's skateboarding. It has zero relevance to fabricating. You a skateboarder? It's, uh, I was for a long time. Okay. You know, and that's why I started reading it, because I was like, Rodney Mullen, that's, yeah, my, yeah. that's my idol. That's you know? my dog. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that's it. But... Um, you think we'll get him on the podcast? No. Okay. I'll be here if you do. <laughs> yeah. I promise that. <laughs> Rodney. That's <laughs> up, my man. But... Uh, um, but yeah, no, I, I literally, I'll reference back to that book just because it, there's so many inspirational things that he talks about. And it's just the the hardships that he went through in life and how he became a professional. Yeah. And it's not even, he was never about being famous. It was just being good at what he did because he enjoyed it. Yeah. He's 100% one of those passion stories. Well, yep, Tony, Tony Shea, I, I, I talk about Tony a lot. Uh, he's passed away now. He's the guy who started Zappos. Amazon loved the concept. A they, shoe company, right? They bought Zappos, the shoe company, mm. then hired him to come run Zappos for Amazon. <laughs> they paid him like billion, sure billions of dollars yeah. for Zappos and paid him, I'm sure, millions upon millions to run it. And he was like, yeah, I'll do that. But one of his famous quotes, probably the most famous quote, and Tommy uh, turned me on to this quote. It says, uh, never chase the money, chase the vision. Yep, the money will follow. Yeah, we and, and that's that's kind of what your book, from what I understand, is telling me. It's like not didn't get to do it to get famous. I did it because I loved it. Yep. Yeah, and he ended up and making fame him famous. Was the byproduct. Yeah, we well, you know right. Gary V has his own version of that, and it's don't chase the money or don't love the money, love the process. Mm-hmm. And if you love the process, the it, you, you're going to succeed, that's, and the that's money right. will come. Right. That's right. Yeah, and so, the guy who loves the trail more than a destination is going to go further. Exactly yeah, right, because the, the trail walk. never ends. That's yeah. right. We just keep on going. That's awesome. Cool. Ty, I appreciate you coming down yes, from Thank Hendersonville you. today to our little studio here in Wahala, South Carolina. And I uh, look forward to having you back soon. Awesome. Thank you for having me. You appreciate bet. it. Thanks, guys.